Gentlemen, this is Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. We are bringing you the latest scoops and inside info that is as real as professional wrestling. Welcome, everybody. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And I'm Brett Gannell. And each of us are professional comedians. We all live here in Los Angeles, and uh, we perform as sketch comedians and improv actors at comedy theaters around town like the Second City and IO and UCB. And we also are all diehard professional wrestling fans. So we're going to join you each week here on Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. And we're just going to have some fun talking about professional wrestling and what's fun about professional wrestling to us. Am I right about this, gentlemen? Everything is fun about professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever been disappointed with professional wrestling. Nope. Ever. I don't well, think we, so either. We also are going to have some exclusive interviews on this show. We hope to bring you special guests. Some of them will be real. Some of them will be completely not real. But, you know, there's been some controversy. We're going to get to some of the news in pro wrestling here in a minute. But there's been some controversy about Jeff Hardy and his performance at the last TNA pay-per-view, Victory Road. And whether he was in condition to wrestle or not, he had a very short main event match with Sting. So, you know, we're not really sure what's going on. But we're hope- we're expecting Jeff Hardy to call We're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We're we'll, going to find yeah. out. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're expecting soon. Jeff Hardy to call in I hope Dixie Carter's not going to... Tell us what's going on. She, Dixie not Carter is not going to bone us in a bad way. She she likes us a lot. We're going straight to the source. So Jeff Hardy's going to call in here any second. Uh, yeah. All right, here's here's no, okay, here he is. Yep. Hello? Uh, who, who is this? You called us, Jeff. Oh, right. Hey, is that Brett? Yeah. Brett, you're a warrior prince. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Jeff, it's Mark. Hey, hey, Mark. You're a warrior prince. Yeah, okay, look, thanks. Hey, Jeff, what happened at the Victory Road pay-per-view? What do you mean, what happened? I, I lost a hard-fought battle, a, a war, between two warrior princes. Sting and I took it to the limit. The wrestling god looked down on us in the match and indoctrinated us into, into heaven. Um, that match lasted 90 seconds. You hear that, guys? Sounds like a true McMahon over here. I'm not a McMahon. Yes, you are. You're either in the Hardy's corner or you're with the McMahons. Look, I don't want you to think of me as a McMahon, Jeff, but I have to ask you. Rumor has it that you were either drunk or high at that pay-per-view and could not perform. It's all a lie. It's propagated by the McMahons. I did not drink or do drugs, Warrior Prince Mark. Really? Aren't you not currently in the middle of a drug trafficking case as we speak? Another bullshit story. Did I ever put alcohol or drugs in my body? My body is a temple, and you are a warrior prince, Brett. So you're clean? Why does it sound like you keep vomiting? <laughs> With the power of my mind, it sounds like I'm vomiting. I'm, I decided I'd be rid of drugs and alcohol, and I snapped my fingers, and I made, I made it happen. It's always something I can do because I'm a warrior prince surrounded by warrior princes. I don't expect all the McMahons out there to un- understand me. Listen, Jeff, it sounds like you might be on something right now. Are you asking me if I'm high? Yes. Are you high? Yeah, I'm high. I'm high on Jeff Hardy. It's the only drug I need. You can handle the Jeff Hardy drug. Make your brain explode and your children have to lap it up like little little kitty cats. I'm winning. 
Isn't it also true that TNA sent you home and that you won't be on Impact this week? Yeah. Yeah, is that true, Jeff Hardy? But the man's made their decision. I'll, I'll respect it. If I'll be sitting on my hands, though, I won't be sitting on them. And if I was sitting on them, you'd know what I'd be doing with my hands. Tune in this week, and I'll, I'm going to be producing my own web show. I'm calling it Hardy's Corner. It's a corner that's pretty hardy, and you're either with the Hardys or you're with the McMahons. Yeah, okay, Jeff. We'll, we'll be sure to watch. Well, you can do better than that. You can come on over and sit on me. <laughs> what? I, what? what? I think he wants you to be part of the Hardy Army. Yeah, yeah. that's... Thank I you, know. Warrior Prince. I would You're recommend that you Prince sleep Prince. on your side yeah. at night. Uh, well, I I'm not. Bring some beer. I have some. I have plenty of blow and acid that you put in your eye. All right. I'm hanging yeah, up. Yeah, All right, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you, Jeff Hardy. God. I, oh, guys, he sounded like a complete mess. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Hey, I thought he sounded pretty put together. Really? Do you? Well, yeah, I remember when he used to talk. Uh, remember when he'd sing his theme song for any of that TNA stuff? Oh, yeah. He sounded a little bit more cohesive than those lyrics. Am I right, guys? Yeah, that's yeah. true. You're all right. right, all right, let's get into the news. Now, when we do the news on this show, on Curtain Jerks, this is not a comprehensive rundown of the news. If you want that, oh. go somewhere else. Go to the Pro Wrestling Torch. Go to Wrestling Observer. They'll yeah. tell you all the news. When we talk about the news, we're going to talk about actual wrestling news stories that are interesting to us. Yeah, we may look at the headline briefly and then gather enough information from there to form uh, an opinion and then share it with you all. I think that's fair to say. Completely okay. founded, but maybe baseless. Because facts in pro wrestling get in the way. Yeah. Well, here is a, here is a, a, a fact, actually. Actually, that Shane Helms, who used to be the Hurricane mm-hmm. in WWE, was in some altercation in a bar the other night and apparently got arrested. Um, touch, touched uh, a, some, a guy or a girl or something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, probably both. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the first time that that charge has been uh, levied upon him either. He was probably so upset that Jeff Hardy lost his match. In under yeah. a minute, he's like, oh, come on, god damn it, Joe. <laughs> smashed, a, smashed a beer bottle over a chair and then put that chair through a window. Put some quarters in the, uh, in the, uh, in the jukebox. In the jukebox and played Rock Me Like a Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, uh, this is true, I saw Hurricane Helms, well, he goes by Shane Helms now when he's wrestling, but I saw him on Wrestle Reunion, which is a, like a three-day independent show that was out here in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he, he wrestled a match against uh, Joey Ryan, who's an independent wrestler and well-known on the indie and is from here and uh, her, Helms was supposed to be the baby face in the match but the crowd the crowd immediately tur- turned on him from like the second he came out they started booing <laughs> yeah. him and he he honest to God it was incredible to watch it's so bizarre he did not handle it well at <laughs> all and he gets on the mic in the middle of the match and starts talking about how Joey Ryan's never been anywhere he's supposed to be the good guy in the match and he's like Joey Ryan's never done anything and I've been in Wrestlemania and I've been in Starcade, and wait, where have any of you people ever been in your lives? It was Apparently a hotel by LAX. <laughs> that was a cry for help. It was weird and sad. Well, I like how he, he really turned into the real heel then, didn't he? Well, I'm glad that some fan finally stood up for all of us and showed him where he's been. Been kicking his ass and got him arrested. Yeah. <laughs> The Chaperone, the newest WWE films. Uh, Perhaps the greatest. Re- release, and perhaps yeah, the yeah. best, is now out on DVD. Gentlemen, uh, your thoughts. It's streaming on Netflix as well, correct? Oh, I hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. I think it's a shame that they released it right after the award season. Because I think they could have just slept in there. Yeah, well, or, right. or they wanted to be the first one considered for next year. Oh, good call. You know what I mean? But uh, if you're not familiar, this movie uh, stars the King of Kings Mm -hmm. as 
a uh, no 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 bigger oh. than that oh yeah. bigger, bigger than, than that. bigger than bigger Jesus Christ bigger than Christ he could out bench Christ he probably could out thirteen time world heavyweight champion Triple H uh, as a father that just got out of jail and needs to reconnect with his daughter yeah. by chaperoning some sort of a field trip for her class. Well, I think I also I understand that his right uh, bank yeah. robber buddies who put him in jail in the first place need him to find their loot. So That's they're his old to... tag team, right? Bank robber buddies? Bank robber buddies, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> Try and get him back in on the gig. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else think it's weird that, like, you know, they're promoting this match for WrestleMania of Triple H versus Undertaker, so he's back on TV for the first time in a year. Right. It's like the badass Triple H character, and they're and they're hyping up this like match between these two immortal guys, mm-hmm. and then two freight trains headed for each other. Yeah, and then they'll cut to this commercial of like Triple H yelling at kids on the bus, <laughs> yeah. stop yeah. throwing spitballs at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it kind of undermines the whole thing a lot. <laughs> Although I gotta say, as a Triple H hater, which I truly am, I love a Triple Hater. A Triple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Triple Hate him. I love that the, uh, <laughs> the the first the first segment back when uh, when he came back on TV was completely silent. I didn't have to hear him on the mic. He was a cerebral assassin. Great. He was using his cerebral uh, assassin. He was using his newly the, found great. acting powers. They didn't have, he just, he showed everything. They told me I don't have to say much. I convey with the eyes. Uh. Then he got on the mic the next week and buried the entire locker room. Mm-hmm. He was like, there's no, clearly there's no one out here who could ever defeat uh, me or The Undertaker. So we're going to have a match. The last two guys who mean anything to this company. <laughs> Even though Sheamus knocked me yeah. out for an entire year. And now he gets beat by everybody. And then he comes out and then, yeah, kicks him in the nuts real quick and pedigrees him through the table like, oh, that was easy. I yeah, should have yeah. just done I, that. Why didn't I do that a why year ago? Why didn't I kick him in yeah. the nuts? <laughs> New DVD is coming out. The true story of WrestleMania. A new WWE DVD is coming out. This is like a documentary. Uh, it seems to be a documentary uh, focusing on what's been going on behind the scenes at WrestleMania, what it takes to produce the show uh, over the last however many, 27 years. Uh, it actually looks pretty cool. Amazing. When WWE's yeah. on their games, they can do a good job with these documentaries. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys expect to see in this thing? I don't know. I'm... I'm really hoping they show some Macho Man footage backstage. That's what I'd love. Some Macho Man and uh, and Stephanie hanging out backstage. Yeah, and him locking <laughs> Elizabeth uh, in the in the boiler room somewhere and just like, <laughs> I'll catch you when our match is ready. You know, leaving her. It there. would be nice if there was anything in it that was controversial. You know what I mean? Because I don't I don't want it to come out and then just be. Hey, you know what's great? WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. Went off without a hitch. No problems here. Nothing but kids in wheelchairs and them handing, uh, you know lollipops and stuff and everything and then coming out and do their matches Hulk Hogan grabbing them by their shoulders like look he can walk see (laughs) dangling his little legs like they're fine kids are fine power Hulkamania pan up pan up pan up pan up I love the image of Elizabeth like handcuffed in the boiler room while Savage is (laughs) locked in a room while Savage is wrestling I guess they say he really used to do that right like he would like literally lock her in the dressing room when he would go wrestle I could show you in any basement or boiler room like where he stuck her. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope for that dead woman it's true. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Why'd you have to take it there? You may not get Why, a macho Scott? man. Because uh, she's dead. I'm being factual. Yeah, you had to honor her memory with having making sure that she had terrible moments in her life. Because she did drugs, and I don't support people that do okay. drugs. It doesn't have to be this kind of show. Really? really? Enjoy your drugs, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine gets me through this. <laughs> 
Um, Striker, this is not wrestling related, but it's real uh, wrestling related, MMA. Uh, Strikeforce has been bought by UFC. That's true. They were the talk is that they want to go. They want to be the most dominant sort of MMA force out there. Yeah. So you know, a UFC is like the WWE of mixed martial arts. Then. Oh yeah, they're sure. heading towards it. Yeah, but it's yeah. they're heading towards it. They are it. But the, I, the company else. is so awful. Zuffa, Zufa, Zufa. Is, is it pronounced Zufa? It yeah, it's like a, a, it sounds like an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, a pubic hair that's been shorn and turned into a showering product. What? Just You're an one. Idiot. Just one pubic hair per... <laughs> Just one really long curly one. Oh. Oh, great. You have put a lot of thought in this. Well, I thought it was pronounced Zuffa, but then when I found out it was Zufa, it turned from being a muff to being some sort of cleaning device. Uh, well, that's interesting. But I think what could be fascinating is if Batista does get into MMA, if they finally let him through, that would he fight Brock or would it be Bobby Lashley? Like... Are there going to be more pro wrestling matchups? He ain't going. He ain't yeah. going to MMA. I have he's a feeling shit. He is not going to MMA. First of all, you he's have like your four... hands on your hips. <laughs> you are girlfriend. Cesta <laughs> is not going to fight in MMA. He's not going. He ain't going there. <laughs> he got child support to pay. <laughs> That's true. His daughter does need more attention. Yeah, clearly. Well, she's had plenty of attention for me lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Online. Right <laughs> online. I, we should probably explain to the listeners that Batista's I'm not encouraging you to look for this footage online, but... But behave in that, uh, in that way? That's what you're encouraging? Batista's daughter Jeez. is in an amateur porn film that you can view online if you were to Google such Were things. you able to find it for free in Las Vegas this last weekend? <laughs> no, I was not. Okay. I, was stayed in La- I was, went to Las Vegas this past weekend, and um, in the hotel I was in, they actually had a channel, and it wasn't just in our room, in our friends' rooms Save too. The hotel, they, the hotel is called deal. the hotel is called Rumor, Rumor. Stay and, at the Rumor wait, for I'll, God's sake! I'll tell you their slogan in a second. But the hotel is called Rumor, and we checked into our room. I turn on the TV. The first thing that comes on, full blast, hardcore pornography. For free on channel 69. Full blast? Oh. You mean the audio was all the way up too? So your neighbors knew? <laughs> yes, I mean that. I mean yeah. the really? audio was all the way up. It was blast. And so our, some of our friends were in the hotel too and we're like, do you have the free porn channel? They're like, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, the, is the channel automatically set to the free porn channel? Like they found it immediately. Also. I don't know. I, I want to know what's it. in this hotel. <laughs> How can I find out information? The, the slogan of uh, rumor is uh, spread it. Rumor, spread it. That's the I love it. The hotel, and like, we'll, if we like keep saying it, hopefully Steve, we'll get a sponsorship. I just hope you brought your black light with you to check everything in that <laughs> no, hotel yeah, room no, before I, you sat you down. You wouldn't be able to tell because that's, that's the entire coating of the room. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bright in here. It's been spread. <laughs> uh, we should talk about Rowdy Rowdy Piper. This is uh, absolutely true. We do completely fake made up segments on this show, but uh, but this what we're about to say is absolutely true. We all, each of us, got to. Uh, Got to meet and uh, spend a little bit of time with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Except a for Steve. Steve, Steve didn't go. Oh, Steve right. had nothing Steve, to do with it. You weren't him. there. I just so rarely notice you, Steve. Yeah. I didn't even know. I Mark, actually Mark, thought I'm he slipped here. out right now. <laughs> Mark, I'm over here. He, but he was booking a, a plane ticket to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling there was something I needed to spread over there. Spread it, buddy. Spread it. The, um, the, we, uh, each of us, are involved in one way or another in mm-hmm. the comedy theater of the Second City and their location out here in Hollywood. 
And uh, they do a show out here called Second City this week, which is basically like Saturday Night Live on stage. It's a brand new show every single week, and they have a celebrity, celebrity guest, a celebrity guest, and, and, and sketches, yeah. and news, and, and so. Like a couple that. weeks ago, the celebrity guest was actually for real, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and uh, so we all got to spend a little bit of time with them, except for Steve, which is probably good for Piper. Yeah. And he's he a Hogan guy that. through and through. <laughs> yeah. like, and, and Brett especially got to spend time with them. Yeah. Brett rehearsed with him all day. Brett was in the show. And Brett, you actually did some comedy sketches with him. Uh-huh. You wrote some sketches for the show. So tell us what it was like hanging out with Piper. And all you day. wore his ring. I did. I did. He let me wear his Hall of Fame ring, and I took a couple of pictures in it. Uh, it, it was awesome. And I actually, uh, a couple of the pieces that I had submitted involved him uh, physically abusing me in some way. And I had told him right up front <laughs> that I would be truly honored if he slapped me into a sleeper hold. And uh, he did do it uh, in the show. But I will say this, too, because uh, Piper, uh, not as big as he used to be back in the day, but the man is still immensely strong. And, uh, I mean, I think they used to bill him at six foot, like 240, probably. And uh, it seems like, you know, he's might have either shrunk a little bit or he never quite was that tall. But uh, I had asked him to throw me in the sleeper hold. And the first one that he did was very stiff. It was very really? stiff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he literally, for at least two seconds, was trying to choke me out. And I almost will give it the, the, him the credit that he, he like, nommed out a little bit. And when he sees somebody of my, you know, size and weight, because I'm about 6'2", 225, 230. Ripped. That from the back. Ripped. Head to toe. Yeah. Those toes yeah. are fucking ripped. Ripped, ripped. And oiled up for no good reason. Ripped, ladies. Uh, that he, he just nommed out and just tried to take me down. As Do you if mean nommed out as in like he fucking like went he Vietnam? Like yeah, yeah. Like oh. for a minute oh, there, okay. he, Dang. yeah. For a minute there, he like had a flashback to, you know, a, at WrestleMania days. And you thought you were the Mountie. Legitimately tried to put me out like Jacques Rougeau. I, yeah. I, I bet, I bet, <laughs> and I don't know this, but I bet that Piper is so old school that when he puts a move on like a non-wrestler, yes. he wanted to show you at first like, this this could be real. I yeah, could yeah, really yeah. fuck you up with this move. Yeah, I thought and then I, loosen it up. And I was well prepared, and I I had to make peace with this during that day that I thought that I would he was gonna Richard Belzer me in the actual <laughs> show. Oh, no, no, and cool. if anybody's familiar with that story, uh, Hulk video. Hogan the videos on YouTube you can find it. Yeah, it's yeah, great. look it up uh, on. Well, I don't know what show it was because it wasn't Richard Belzer's show. You look up it? Richard Belzer, Hulk Hogan, yeah. you'll find it. It was back in the 80s and Hulk Hogan at the at the height of his fame. And he was on a talk show with Richard Belzer. And Belzer was shooting his mouth off saying that wrestling was fake. And Hulk Hogan put Richard Belzer in a front face lock and uh, knocked him out in like five seconds. Legitimately knocked him out. Yeah. So Hogan released the hold and Belzer dropped like a sack of potatoes <laughs> right, right onto his face. You yeah. know, On and, the back of his head. Oh, on the back of his head, yes. And ended up suing Hulk Hogan and the WWF at the time for millions of dollars uh, allegedly and he won the lawsuit right yeah 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 he sure did something mm-hmm. but i mean he got money from it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i had made peace with myself that it you know if he if he belzered me i wasn't gonna sue him <laughs> i wasn't gonna sue anybody but i would consider it an honor but i'll tell you what after that though like it was kid gloves for the rest of the time like every move looked good but you know like there was no pressure on it or anything like that it was yeah. good it was uh but great you know show too like it was, fun. It was a great like, show. watching you get to do that stuff was a blast like there we got video of it and just like it looked like you had the time of your life oh i like, sure did i mean it was certainly a bucket list moment for me i yeah. mean like uh uh it was pretty cool 
What's hey, left? What what else is on that bucket list, Brett? Uh, yeah, me to share a picnic lunch with Andre the Giant. <laughs> That's gonna be tough to pull. That one would be tougher to pull. That one because he's not gonna share. No, he won't. <laughs> he's not he won't. Share. He's a greedy Frenchman. <laughs> we should say like the uh, everybody really had because Piper has a mixed reputation, and I think he's. Had some drug and alcohol issues, if safe yeah, to yeah. say, in his past. But uh, in his day with should us, we have Jeff call him? Well, yeah, maybe. I think Jeff should probably hold an intervention <laughs> for him. Jeff Hardy him. should. <laughs> but in his day with us at Second City, he was charming. He was charismatic. He did a great job in the show. Everyone loved him. Could he, not have been nicer. Yeah, yeah, could not have been nice. You know, a, after after the whole show was over, there were about eight or ten people out kind of outside of the room that he was using as his dressing room and they were hanging out they hung out for like an hour after the show everyone else was gone and those folks were still out there and I went in the dressing room and I went you know I said to him look there's people out there still you know do you want us to like get escort you out real quick so you don't have to deal with them Mm -hmm. or whatever and he's like there's people out there waiting and I'm like yeah I think some folks want to meet you and stuff and he was like oh great I'm gonna say hi to him and he went through person by person signed autographs talked to them took pictures Pictures with everybody yeah, yeah. until cool. until he got to everybody and then left. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. We should tell this leather jacket story that he told us real quick. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, if if you're a Piper fan or you know him, that for the last uh, I would say man twenty years he's he's had this uh, same leather jacket that he wears quite a bit of the times. Either when he comes into the ring or if Is he it makes the black one, the black one. Yeah. It's like a very aggressive looking motorcycle jacket. It's got all sorts of different textures and stuff on it all over like the place. Like the one you're wearing right now? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, I bought a replica ripped. of it. Yeah, <laughs> It's completely ripped. Well, anyway, uh, Mark and I had the pleasure of having a conversation with him. And when he put the jacket on, I had made a comment. I'm like, oh, you know, great jacket. I've seen that thing almost literally every time I see him on TV. And then he proceeded to tell Mark and I the story that he had that jacket made back in the height of his days when he was like literally the biggest heel in all of professional wrestling. And uh, my man used to get uh, attempted, like people used to attempt to stab him all the time. So he had to have a jacket designed to where it would be stab proof. And uh, so he had it designed with all these extra pockets and stuff in it. So he's like, yeah, I used to keep a, a gun in this, you know, sleeve right here. I used to keep money and passports in this one, you know, family, personal items, you know, brass knuckles, this, that, the other. The, the jacket was self-sufficient to where if he was caught in like a locker room that was being overrun by rabid, angry fans, <laughs> that as long as he had that jacket, he could have left naked or in his underwear, and that jacket could have gotten him home. So he because had the every... ultimate protective fanny pack. It, yeah, in the form of a badass Hell's Angel leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. he said, because he was saying, like you said, he had that passport in there too, and he was like, if if something went down, if as long as I had this jacket, I wouldn't even have to go back to the hotel. I could be out of the country in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. What he said. I love the idea. Of seeing him at an airport and his trunks and his boots just wearing the jacket. Yeah, yeah. But and he had said that that jacket had more than once stopped somebody from stabbing him. Yeah. Which is you had this jacket if you don't stab me. (laughs) It's the only reason I wear leather jackets. I usually I tend to wear three at a time for that very reason. Well, it is time. That's the end of the news, and it is time for a very special grab bag 
segment. Grab back segment. Grab back. Grab back. Grab back. Grab back. Grab back. Well, The Undertaker has returned, ladies and gentlemen, to not to professional wrestling, but to sports entertainment. The greatest pure striker in the WWE. He has returned to the WWE. They measure that extensively. Yeah. He's getting ready to defend the streak at WrestleMania, and he has not only returned, he has returned with a new theme song, Johnny Cash, covering Ain't No Grave, and he has returned with a new gimmick of sorts, a new nickname, The Last Outlaw. Did you guys realize that he had Johnny Cash do that cover uh, while he was in heaven? Because the Undertaker no. was able to do that. Wow, it wasn't no. Yeah, I was, it makes a lot of sense now because he's yeah, yeah. Because he is. I mean, he's the dead man. You know. And what's what I mean? great is we, he could get Joaquin to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Someone just needs to kill Joaquin Phoenix if he doesn't do it himself. If he doesn't do it himself. Sorry to derail you. Go maybe we should have Jeff Hardy. We should, <laughs> maybe we should have Jeff Hardy email. No, he's still Steve, calling. Steve I can see that the line's lit up, but I don't answer it. Okay. Now, a lot of people have been making fun of this last out and all. Oh, look who's <laughs> making fun of it. Look at the comedian. Oh, look last, at me. I'm the last out and all. <laughs> the last outlaw uh, nickname. Yeah. And uh, well, we're going to do a little grab bag segment here. What we did is we each of the four of us we wrote um, we wrote a bunch of n- nouns uh, mm-hmm. things on uh, pieces of paper. We put them in a hat. We put them in the m- middle of the table. This is all true. I know you can't see us. You can only hear us. But trust us, we really did this. Yes. And uh, we're going to play WWE writers' room right now. We're going to imagine yeah. that we're going to come up with a new nickname for the Undertaker instead in, of the last. In case the universe just turns too. Extremely and just hates the last outlaw that they need something else. And in yeah, a pinch, yeah, yeah. they can listen to this. We're going to give them, each of us is going to give them a new option today. We're going to give them four new options mm-hmm. instead of the last outlaw. Scott, do you want to go first? I will go okay, first. Okay, Scott is grabbing a piece of paper out of this hat. Take this one. And the Undertaker's out. new nickname will be The Undertaker, The Last Substitute Teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. That's I like good. that. Yeah. The Last Substitute Teacher. Well, WWE Writer's Room, I think that's a, that's a great new nickname. Because he's not a full-time teacher, no. He's there part of the time right. and when you need him in a pinch. Right. Mm-hmm. You never know when he's going to be there, but when he's there that day, you're excited because it's not your regular teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not your Cody Rhodes it's not your Randy Orton. It your is Matt your Stryker. substitute teacher. Yeah. And, you know, The Undertaker, he'll do whatever it takes to win. It's a no-holds-barred match coming up for WrestleMania. He, he'll, he'll break all the rules, as substitute teachers often have yeah. to do. They don't always know the lesson plan. That's true. They don't even always know the dynamics of the classroom. Sometimes no. they got to break those rules. Sometimes it's got to be a movie. It's no, hey, when the substitute teacher is in your classroom, it's no-holds-barred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's completely no-holds-barred. The last substitute teacher, The Undertaker. Yes. Uh, yes. I think it could do it. Okay. Yeah. I think it's doable. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve. Pick another. Pull. This is another. Look, we just want to give. We're providing a service here. We sure For are. the WWE creative team. We, I'm sure they're going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're just giving them options. Okay. Just more options. Just so, more things to choose from. Steve has <clears throat> taken one out. It's taken him a really long time to get it for some yep. reason. But this one is. <laughs> the Undertaker. The, the last car salesman. The last <laughs> yeah. car salesman. I can see it. Well, look. He's had all these hearses through the years. Right. right? He's had all these hearses through the years. And I heard maybe a motorcycle with a casket sidecar. Right. So, and he's probably going to retire soon. So he's got to get rid of these cars before he retires. That's true. And who wouldn't want to see some great comedy vignettes 
of the Undertaker <laughs> trying to sell the a, last a car salesman selling these hearses. Good well, he doesn't BS. <laughs> I mean, we all know he doesn't BS. He says what's on his mind. And wouldn't that be refreshing from a car salesman to just yes. say what's on That'd his be mind? A breath yeah. of fresh air. Yeah. And you know what's great too is um, he can sell new. And he can sell used. So he can sell to the new wrestlers that are out there trying to make a name for themselves. The young guys? The young... The up-and-comers? The, the youngins and the old-timers. Your Triple H's, everybody else. He can sell to them, too. Well, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't talk much at all, which I think I would appreciate in a car salesman. Because, you know, that's, a, that's so annoying. You get, to the, you get to the lot. They're all over you. They swarm. They won't mm-hmm. shut up. They're following you around everywhere. Not him. Just points to the price. You'd be out there waiting by the car. You'd hear the music hit, and 10 to 15 minutes later, he'd be there to at least just run over some of the minor details. With and you. what's great is, too, you'd, you'd think you'd have, uh, you'd, you'd have the advantage because he gives you little tells of when, you know, maybe he can't, like, he, he knows he can do it for a certain price because his eyes might roll in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. So you're like, yeah. oh, I can get it for something 750 a month, you know? The, and the last car salesman is really apropos because a hearse, last car you're ever going to need. Yeah, yeah. Right? Never going to need another car. That right. is the last car. Should I do one? Please. Yeah, I All believe right. you should. We've got a ton of these. We each wrote a, There's a, lot. We each wrote a There's few. thousands. We're only going to get to a select number. I have pulled The Undertaker, The Last Diva. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Diva. I mean, that is almost completely self-explanatory, but it's worth going into. I guess it's worth, it's worth explaining. It's worth yes. explaining. Yes, Scott. Well, the last diva, I mean, think of how many divas there have been. I mean, there's been, uh, you can say that Moolah was a diva. You can, Trish Stratus, Lita, right. the divas nowadays. Would you say that Moolah was the first diva? Mm. Mm. I would say that she was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and uh, Undertaker will outlive Mae Young. And then Undertaker will go out as the last diva. Who never wants to cut his hair, always dyes it, always tries to keep himself looking the best he can. Always trying to compete with the younger divas. Mm-hmm. The uh, the eyeliner. He hasn't quite wrestled yet, but it's looking like he's back into the leather hot pants. Starting with the, right. the, that, that might be his new going back to that wardrobe. Again. Wants Diva. to feel good about himself, diva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always getting tattoos, yeah. getting that bitch's name Sarah off his neck. Yeah, she was Diva. never good for him. She was never good for him. I mean, let's face it; he wore eyeliner for years and a teardrop yeah, tattoo. He's an un- unofficial member of Lay Cool as well, right? Right? Yeah, I it's mean, true. His wife is already a diva. Mm-hmm. This is a natural connection. It's a natural progression for him, right? It's the next step for him. Yeah. Um, the last diva, Brett. You're la- Brett. The the last. The last one. Last okay. potential. I'm going to try to make it a good one. I hope I hope the creative team is writing all this down. I mean, it's recorded. Or buddy. rewinding. Right. Just take notes. Take notes, everybody. All right. Uh, I'm going to suggest that it's uh, Undertaker, the last guy at the bar at last call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker. Okay. I, I, the last guy at the bar at last call. I feel like they got a pretty serious storyline from this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. CM Punk's in there now. Uh, right. Straight Edge Regime is in there. Gonna talk all these guys into not <laughs> drinking and doing drugs anymore. Yeah. So there goes hardcore living. There goes out of the bar with your buddies at the end of the night drinking a beer. Yeah. And what are you gonna do to scare him? I mean, yeah, alcohol's bad for you. He's a dead man. Drinking and driving is bad for you. He's already a dead man. What are you going to say to get him out of that bar? There's nothing 
He won't. He doesn't respect time. He's he's literally undead. Well, maybe he'll respect that the bartender has places to go. Maybe he wants to get a bite to eat. It's the end of the night. That bartender doesn't get to go to a bar. You know, it's last call. You tried asking the undertaker to leave the bar. Try it. And the guy's an alcoholic, let's face it. Well, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. So it applies in multiple ways. If the glove fits, wear it. Uh, and then and raise it in the air so the lights go dim. And then stick your tongue out. Then have a fire. Speaking, hey, watch this transition. Speaking of the lights going dim, we're out of time on our first episode of Curtain Jerks. Thank you. On the comedy Ooh. podcast network. Did we ever explain what Curtain Jerks was? Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I skipped it. Like, oh. Quickly, skip it. Scott. Turn that dimmer back the other way. Turn the dimmer up. Oh, do I? Do I? Do I? Quickly, uh, Scott, the, uh, the name of our show, Curtain Jerks, comes from... Uh, uh, being a curtain jerker in the, in the world of wrestling is, uh, the guy who opens the show as a guy that, uh, you know, your, your Carlitos, your Shelton Benjamins, oftentimes, if you go back and watch them, it's true. Why'd you have to pick on them though? Because they're not the same color as me. (laughs) Your primos? Oh, your primos. What about your glaciers? Your primos wrestling a dark match. (laughs) Your glaciers and your hoovy. Anybody opening your dark match to get the crowd warmed up that might be there or still buying their concessions or snacks. People that aren't really there to watch those guys, but to get the crowd warmed up. They have to jerk the curtain open to enter the arena. The first people of the night to do that are called the curtain jerks or the curtain jerkers. The curtain jerkers. Yeah. But here we are. The Curtain Jerks. Yes, we are. Yes. And yes, we were the Curtain Jerks for this first episode on the Comedy Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back here every week with a new episode, having fun with things that have happened in professional wrestling. And once again, I'm Mark Borsetka. I'm Scott Narber. Brett Gannett. Thanks to everybody here at Comedy Podcast Network. And we'll catch you next time. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.